uh, you're like, okay, I guess it's green, it's green tech, I guess it's good, but then you get confused because there's so many. So like you say, you said before, what, who do I trust? And this is what our platform helps you identify also. What certification gives you what ESG? What is the performance out of those certifications you can extract? And just a, a whole verification of that process. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky. Here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. We don't care about good, bad. I don't know how to choose bad or good, but we care only about skills that you can get, acquire on this podcast, how you can learn something new. And today we have a special topic about business goals, how you can get sustainability, how you can grow your business and many other valuable insights. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Orian Weiser. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm good in you. Ah, doing great. Looking forward to learn more. I have my business. I need this sustainability because in business, you can fail, you can get stagnation, many things. But what I found, it's better to have energy. Whatever happens, whatever you can meet, land, any obstacles, if you have energy, you can go ahead. And for me, energy is more important than even getting skills because with energy, you can try one more time, many times. Orion, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yes, it's with pleasure. So I'm Orion Weiser. I'm half French, half American, and I currently live in the, in the Netherlands where I work for uh, this startup called the Global Sustainable Enterprise System, but also the startup called Data for Good. And they're both focusing on sustainability uh, and impact measurement. Um, and yeah. I've always been interested in sustainability, so I'm really happy to be focusing my my job, my daily tasks on that. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Um, I was in Netherlands. I like this country. And yeah. I'm interested why you decided to relocate from the US to uh, Netherlands. I know it's a great country, great people, uh, always smiling, smart people, and many of them speak four languages. I love it. So tell why you decided to relocate to this country. <laughs> Well, I actually came to the Netherlands for my undergraduate studies um, back when I was 18 and um, and I really liked it. And then I landed uh, this job during COVID, uh, worked remote, and then uh, my CEO offered me a full-time position and said, I mean, if you're happy to move back to the Netherlands, come. And I'm really happy here. I mean, it's winter right now arriving, so, you know, <laughs> kind of doubt your choices. But uh, no, it's a great country to live in, especially in sustainability uh, tech and the sustainability world is very, very interesting here. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, you know, Arian, for me, happiness is more important than anything else. And uh, I remember I started one business because of chasing money. I felt marketing gap and uh, I got the feeling I can fill this gap. But during three years, I wasted a lot of resources. I hired a big team and uh, I had the feeling that I hate Monday and love Friday. I got it. I can't go ahead like this. For me, happiness is more important. So I gave up. Uh, and for me, it's not a bad idea 
to give up if you hate it, if you don't enjoy your time. You need to enjoy the process. So when you mentioned that you are happy in Netherlands, uh, it means a lot. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think uh, for sustainability as well. Can you explain this word, sustainability? What it means in business? Uh, what kind of sustainability you can uh, help businesses to get? Okay, so I mean, in business, sustainability is really about making sure that your business model will serve you on the long term and will not jeopardize um, the environment. Um, as well as social factors and you have a sound governance structure. So in that sentence, I put the words uh, governance, um, social and environmental, which relates to the famous ESG framework. And this is kind of the framework to measure the sustainability performance of companies, which is what the company I work for, GSES, does. Uh, but sustainability in a business is really, uh, is really yeah, about looking on the long term and making sure that you can not, you can, you can make sure that you don't jeopardize the resources, natural resources, so to speak, uh, for future generations um, and kind of align with uh, the regulations that are pushing more and more on, on, on the protection of the environment and social indicators as well. Mm -hmm. And can you tell how to create this uh, loan strategy? Because businesses often chase uh, short income, revenue, but it doesn't work without having loan strategy. Many things are changing, technologies are growing fast, and even AI can surprise uh, me every single day, you know, when I played with this tool, and then I need to adapt fast, and I change my strategy. I, I have my plan, but I can change it. So can you tell yeah. how to do it, how to change your mind? For example, if I have strategy, looks good, but technologies are growing. I need to adapt this technology and I can replace old plan with new one. So give yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots, there's lots to unpack for sure. And you're right to say that the, the real big dilemma in sustainability for corporate sustainability is to shift between short term uh, profit gains versus long term looking, looking in the long term and actually investing on a, on a sound sustainability uh, strategy. Um, sometimes sustainalizing your, your supply chain, being more sustainable in your procurement uh, is going to require some cost on the short term, but there's going to be huge gains on the long term. So you need to see it as a long as a cost benefit analysis, but also always kind of we're shifting now in 2023. Uh, we're shifting from only looking at costs within a year to kind of costs within a few decades uh, to also make sure that we achieve some of the environmental goals that the governments have set for us, such as the Paris agreements and so on. Um, so for a company, what really they need to figure out in their strategy is what can they achieve? So come up with a plan and, and over the years, because we don't, I mean, whenever we have our clients uh, um, hopping onto the platform, we try to not overwhelm them that's the first step when you go into your sustainability strategy is that you need to think as well in terms of decades and not in terms of a year um and there are so many tools out there and that's the thing 
getting the right information without spending too much time and spending too much resources um, or, or wasting too much money on establishing your sustainability strategy um, and acting on sustainability because it's good it's good to to it's good to talk about it but it's good to walk the talk so uh, what we do at GSCS to help for that is that we actually give you a verified ESG score based on the certifications you already have because those certifications and eco labels are already tools that help you assess your sustainability performance. And that can kind of, if you do a zero point measurement in terms of your sustainability performance, you know where you're at, you know where, and then you define where you want to be in terms of sustainability. And then you have that kind of, um, that kind of timeline. And then you're like, okay, what am I going to do in that timeline? I need to reach that target in 2030 or 2035, whatever your target is. Uh, that's for you to decide based on the business model you have. Of course, some business model require more time to sustainize the whole process, some others less. Um, but what's really important is to figure out where you are, where you need to be. And for that, you do need to do the zero point measurement and really dive into your KPIs, get all your departments together, depending on the size of the company you are. But of course, the bigger you are, the more challenges you're facing in terms of tracking within your supply chain who is sustainable who does what making sure that you keep up with the legislations um and that's in the end it can be i mean it's definitely a few full-time jobs and um it can be a big big uh, hit if you don't actually put time in it and put and put people on it um and even if it's a cost this year in 2023 or in 2024 then it's it's going to be huge advantages for the coming years um so it's shifting that kind of approach to business mm -hmm. awesome awesome yeah valuable um i want to ask about <clears throat> patience uh if you have long plan uh, it means you need to stick with this plan it, it's tough it's tough because many things uh challenges are coming every single day you need to decide them how to be patient with your plan of course uh, i want to achieve some growth in uh, decades i want to go ahead uh, i have the plan to uh, grow my business but um, it's tough for any business owners to stick with one plan uh, even short plans i change a lot uh, and uh, each case is different uh, for example i when i create plan even in marketing we always change what we created because uh, i don't know like we change our minds what we want to achieve uh, <clears throat> we analyze we can find new gaps in market and think how we can fill them uh, is it good idea to fill them or not or is it better to skip and focus in our strong side M many things can you tell about patience because people lose patience uh, i can lose patience as well <laughs> if uh, uh, i remember this great book atomic habits uh, yeah. when people uh, people can't see improvements for a long time uh, it's like slight process you know you can feel them but if you do it every single day or uh, in, in some time you can improve um, and you can measure results in the benchmark and uh, after a few years so yeah. tell about patience how to do it <laughs> yeah it's a very good no it's a very good point patience is very important uh, it's kind of funny because it's not a personal trait i have 
but uh, in the business, uh, for sure, we teach, I mean, we teach, we enable more patients, um, especially at GSES on our platform. What we do is we, we enable third party audits. So you, just like you were seeing, if you see performance, if you see progress, then you're building on to that patience because you you believe in the process. You start believing in the process. And if you believe in the process, it's way easier to be patient about the whole process and achieving that milestone of yours. Um, so what we do, which I guess indirectly uh, feeds into uh, helping people uh, be more patient to achieving their sustainability goals is annual uh, annual review, annual auditing on their performance. So you have a clear progress curve. And you can see that there are major differences across the KPIs. We measure on a holistic approach of sustainability, so we don't only focus on carbon. But so, for example, if you, if you do this circular economy pillar, there's going to be some KPIs uh, for circular economy. And then if you have the, the sustainable procurement pillar, you're going to see that from one year to the next, maybe like three KPIs from circular economy and one KPI from sustainable procurement, you've made a margin, a margin, like a, a very big difference and you've achieved a marginalized difference on that performance, that specific performance. And if you see that, I mean, we see it when companies realize that they need to focus on one area and after focusing on that one area, they actually get rewards or they get they get the credits that they have a higher performance in that specific area, whether it's circular economy or CSR or whatever. I mean, that I'm I'm super um, I'm convinced that it helps them be more patient and trust the process of sustain sustainalizing their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Um, you mentioned a few times about KPIs. Uh, can you uh, tell how you calculate KPIs or other metrics? Uh, because I know my audience, I know business owners, they want to see numbers, uh, what they can achieve and get. So we need these numbers. Tell your methods how to calculate and how it's accurate during the time. Yeah, of course. Um, so basically the key performance indicators that we base our assessments on um, are based on standards or so in internationally recognized standards that measure sustainability. I mean, topics of sustainability and in CSR, you're going to have uh, KPIs that clearly kind of guide you. It's like we call them KPIs because we measure them across data. It's but it's similar to KPIs that you would use in a double materiality assessment, for example. Um, so when you measure your performance, you have in those like in the GSES, what we have is twelve is uh, twelve questions in each questionnaire, and there's uh, six questionnaires that are uh, we call them pillars as well that represent the foundation it's the big foundational sustainability topics um, and together the six they make that house of sustainability which is the holistic approach so each KPI are going to be related to a specific uh, aspect of sustainability but they're very uh, straightforward in CSR. Uh, you can access everything on our website because all our measurement and assessments are publicly available. We have a technical committee board of experts that check them every year. Um, and they're always aligned to the internationally recognized standards because that's the point. 
we want to be able to create a common understanding on sustainability performance. Now, if we all measure sustainability in a different way, we're never going to get there. And we're not going to be able to benchmark each companies with each other based on sustainability performance. Um, so if you if you go on our website, you can see all the assessments. But to to give you an idea um, on on circular economy, it's going to ask you, do you have a policy on circular economy? What do you put in that policy? And it's, uh, is there this, this and that? Because we make the questionnaire really easy for, for, the, for the members and the companies to, to fill them out. So it's multiple uh, drop-down answers and you select all the ones that apply. And then um, you upload in a virtual safe. So fully encrypted uh, GSES users, no one else except you can access the data. You upload the data that proves um, that's the evidence that proves your claims that you made during the questionnaire, during the assessment. And the third party auditor will cross check that evidence with the assessment. And then that's it. You have your third party verified ESG rating because the platform generates an ESG score uh, based on the results of the auditors. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned many times about your platform. And I want to be honest, I get every single day a lot of requests I can help to grow your business many times my emails <laughs> I usually leave them in the spam box because I have no time you know <laughs> to uh, read all these emails uh, they look like templates and I think in this niche you have many competitors uh, it's tough to trust most of them but we have some recognized big brands can you tell how you stand out from the rest okay you can teach your customers lead them in the right direction but why you are better why i need for example to uh to cooperate with you then with, with many others uh, i don't want to touch these emails that i get day every single day but uh to companies that i can trust because you mentioned about trust it's important to trust the process but why i need to trust your process that's a good question. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you a bit more about our USPs. Of course, I touched upon the third party verification. Um, so basically, you can think of GSES as an anti greenwashing layer to your sustainability performance. Um, we ensure trustworthy communication material, um, which is when I mean communication material is for your stakeholders, and it's basically your ESG verified scorecard. Um, and we don't only measure on, on organizational level, we measure also on product level, which is another uh, big USB of ours because we unlock the full assessment of a company, including its supply chain, because we can measure the suppliers uh, by onboarding them on the platform and linking that to the, to the buyer, who's usually our initial client. We can even measure their products, all the products that are bought within the supply chain. Um, and then, if, of course, if you manufacture, if your business model is to sell, if your retailer is to sell uh, products, we can we can give you a measurement on the product. And that's huge because then that connects to consumers as well. So you're educating your consumers and you're giving them the option to choose between products uh, with informed uh, and they can make informed decisions on what to buy because they have verified and a guarantee on what is in this product, whether it's recyclable, compostable and so on. Um, so for that, it's an embedded platform, one stop sustainability platform, third party verified. Um, 
And basically, we can work in the entire world because we have a huge network of third-party auditors that's kind of un that's unlocked by our partner, Audit Independer, and that uh, allows us to work in more than 110 countries. Um, so in that sense, you are right that we have a lot of competitors because sustainability is a hot topic right now, but it, it is necessary that it's it's out of necessity that it's a hot topic. Um, but we don't really have a competitor per se um, because our business model is is very overarching. We benchmark more than 550 eco labels. That's a, a, another huge USB. And uh, basically ISO standards, um, eco labels such as fair trade, all of that. We can give you an ESG uh, verified uh, rating. So, and that comes back to the common understanding on sustainability performance that I was telling you about. So basically, you know, you have certifications or you have like a green key gold as a building. You don't really know why as a consumer, you don't really know what those certifications mean. Uh, you're like, okay, I guess it's green. It's green tech. I guess it's good. But then you get confused because there's so many. So like you say, you said before, what, who do I trust? What do what certifications do I trust? And this is what our platform helps you identify. Also, what certification gives you what ESG? What is the performance out of those certifications you can extract? Uh, and just a, a whole verification of that process. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of business owners, uh, small business owners, uh, uh, medium size, um, and uh, for example, big companies. I think all big, big companies have long strategy, uh, like Apple, Google, uh, all of them have some mm -hmm. uh, long plans. Uh, for example, uh, Google invests a lot to apps uh, for school students. Um, they don't monetize these apps, but uh, uh, they can grow audience you know, uh, in school and to get results when uh, this audience uh, become adult. Um, I want to ask about small business owners. Uh, do they need to create this loan strategy uh, from your experience? Do they can allow to create this strategy? And uh, how to adapt when you compete with big competitors? Uh, when uh, I, I cooperate with many business owners. And for example, once we promoted website in weight loss niche, uh, all uh, competitors were uh, billion dollar companies big companies psychology yeah. many of them but we found the way how to get our uh piece of the spy you know to get results to grow traffic from 100k to 700k uh, <clears throat> i usually uh, help some companies in investing trading niche to compete with billion dollar companies as well and uh, but all of that uh are related to um <clears throat> short strategy uh, probably mm -hmm. Uh, it takes like months, uh, even a few years, not decades. So I want to ask how you can help small business owners uh, to help them in decades. Yeah, no, that's a very good question. And actually our tool that's 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 um, reminding me that you're making me uh, remember that I forgot to say something um, because we have a model that actually, of course, is for all organization, but also size wise. Um, mm -hmm. And we can help smaller like SMEs, let's say small and medium enterprises or companies that operate on a very small scale and have a few FTE 
And so for them, like you said, it's very expensive to compete uh, with large businesses, especially to invest in CSR and in sustainability performance reviews and so on. Um, but um, our model allows for them to actually run assessments that are that are for them more uh, more related to their scale. Because you obviously on CSR pillar, for example, you can't one of the assessment KPI or question is, um, do you have a CSR policy and do you have a CSR officer? Of course, if you're a large company, it's normal that you would have a CSR officer that makes sure that make sure that you have a sound CSR policy. If you're an SME, of course not. So you can't you can't expect that from them. And so the assessments are reviewed. So when you enter the GSES platform, your size of the company is actually asked of, to you. And that will generate uh, an assessment that is slightly different. Um, and then the prices for verification are very, very affordable. And we try to actually universalize um, the sustainability performance measurement. So we really try to make it as affordable as possible. And that's something that we constantly work on um, since the start of this company because the point is to help the big ones but of course the point is to make sure that everyone has a common understanding on their sustainability performance and you can't leave the little ones behind for that mm -hmm. yeah valuable valuable <clears throat> um Orin, i want to ask about uh busy people i'm so busy you know uh, for me it's tough to find time for this podcast <laughs> you know many things to do but i love it i love this experience i love to learn from great experts like you that is why I have this podcast and many can think that I grow my audience. Yeah, I can grow my audience as well, but <laughs> uh, I have this podcast to learn. It's my uh, first goal. Then oh, yeah. I, I can create brand awareness, many other things. Um, and you mentioned you teach companies, people uh, <clears throat> to find the right way. Uh, I know from my experience, I need to teach my customers as well. If I see that they have no knowledge or basic knowledge, uh, nothing special, then I usually tell them, learn deeply. Uh, it doesn't, uh, any expert can't help you if you have no skills, uh, even basic skills. Um, uh, then we usually get great results with customers who understand how it works. Um, mm -hmm. I want to ask you how you teach others, because according to data, people usually uh, implement 40% of all recommendations. So basically, if someone pays you 100K, 60K can be wasted because uh, of many excuses, have no time, I need to develop my product, um, name them. But uh, tell how you tell importance and uh, provoke to do action. I mean, like to practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's very, that's a good question. We are not a sustain, um, a consulting agency. So we provide help to our clients, but not in a consultancy, uh, consultation way in the sense that, um, uh, what we're going to do if we have clients that want to onboard their supply, their, their suppliers, because they want to get a deep dive on the sustainability performance of their supply chain then we're going to help them build a strategy on how to do that. Because when you have a big supply chain, and even if you don't, you don't want to target all your suppliers at once. So that onboarding process and that, 
that process of sustainalizing your supply chain, that's definitely something we can help on. Now, when it comes to, to an organization or a product, um, what we can help um, to achieve better sustainability performance on is really teach a thinking process because only the answer is only coming from the business owners themselves or people within the business. So we can help with the platform to facilitate uh, assessments and to give them the KPIs and the targets and where they are and what are the targets. We can help them set the targets that would be achievable uh, and we can get, generate them verified results on their performance. But at the end of the day, often we have discussions with them and it's what you see how we help them is more in the thinking process and more in, okay, what am I going to do this year? And what am I going to do next year? And how am I going to get to the point where I want to be in year X? And this is the whole process we help with. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Nice. Um, let's talk about one uh, metric that you didn't mention, but I love this metric. Uh, you mentioned a lot about measurement, KPI, uh, calculation, but um, I often uh, rely on intuition. When you have experience, you can use your intuition what you need to do. And of course, it's important to have data, to consider data, but intuition for me means a lot, sometimes uh, more than uh, <clears throat> some data. And uh, I remember great example from Jeff Bezos, once he got uh, a research team and mm. this team uh, provided a lot of data about new product and yeah. asked him to give more time to analyze this product. He denied. He told we have enough data uh, and this product was Alexa. Almost all homes today in the US have this product uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Jeff Bezos has this intuition because of great experience. He achieved a lot. Uh, I want to ask about you. Uh, how to use intuition? Do you use intuition or you just relay on uh, calculation data uh, or how to mix intuition and data? <laughs> I mean, that's I think we're going into a societal question more. Um, I mean, intuition varies enormously is subject to cultural differences and traditions and your background and what you studied um my intuition and but my intuition is based on facts a lot i think especially my generation we've been raised with the idea that the world is crumbling and we need to make sure that we can save future generations so that they have natural resources and so on so yeah, I mean, sometimes I think that's the only intuition that I keep in the business on my day to day when I speak to clients or when I think of new features and product development. Um, yeah, I mean, it, data data is not is not necessarily it's not the key to success in the sense that it's but you if you don't have data, you can't measure and then you don't know where you are. And once you have you know where you are through the data, of course you can apply intuition. And of course, then you can think, okay, based on like the community we have, the stakeholders we have, what is the best path for us accounting for sustainability uh, ambition? But of course, whatever your surroundings is telling you um, and is, is pushing you to think about, I guess. 
Um, now, I think intuition, the problem that I have with intuition is that for me, it's a concept that's enormously uh, subjective. Um, and we still have people out there who don't believe in climate change. So I don't want it. I don't want anyone to only stick to their intuition because if that's their intuition, that climate change doesn't exist or that you shouldn't care about fossil fuel industry and that you shouldn't care about being a sustainability, a, a company that's more sustainable, then yeah. Um, then there's not much I can do, but, mm -hmm. and I, or I can help with, um, but yeah, no, it's uh it's an interesting, it's an, but everything is, it's good to have balance in every aspect of your life. Right. So what I want everyone to, to get from this, from this podcast as well is that of course data is important, um, but data is not necessarily the key to success. It's how you use the data and it's how you, you create a process, a roadmap based on that data. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe a bit of intuition. Yeah, got it, got it. Um, when I start anything new, I usually fail. Not usually, I always fail, always. Uh, when I start, uh, for example, when I started PR, uh, I wrote a bunch of press releases. Mm -hmm. um, I failed with all of them. I pitched all of them, uh, got zero mentions, links, anything, uh, nothing. Uh, and... Um, I want to ask about mistakes that companies can get uh, by uh, thinking about sustainability to implement in the process, uh, well-working process, if they earn money, uh, good money, have some goals, but they want to trust the process to get this sustainability. Can you list mistakes that companies can avoid from your experience? the mistakes in sustainability reporting or yeah, uh, in implementation when yeah uh, yeah but uh, from your experience if you see that companies get the same mistakes all the time uh, after implementation yeah no that's a good question and i think it really depends on the industry uh, there are some industries that are 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 bound to to have obstacles face obstacles um that that are really bound to their industry. Um, but in, in a more standard and like universal way, um, I think the one thing that I want everyone to our, all our clients and members to know is that if you do it fast, then it's, you're not going to go far mm -hmm. because you really need to pace yourself and you really need to also set targets that are achievable. Um, and that's why the whole answer from the, the previous question was you need the data to make sure that you can set kind of a progress curve that's achievable, because if you don't know where you're at, then you can't measure where you want to go. Um, but yeah, so the main obstacle and the main point of failure that I can see and that I can I can give a warning on is really wanting to achieve too much too fast. Um also listening to whatever people are saying. So net positive, uh, let's achieve net zero without even having a sound idea about how to even get to net zero. Um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of like slowing down and making sure that you set up a plan, a strategy. Um, and if you reach that two years after you had said so, well, it's fine. Like at least you'll still be sustainable then. 
um, and you're still working on it. And it's a slow process um, and it demands, you know, also you need to seek out help. You need to talk to all your stakeholders. You can't do it alone. Even if you're a big corp, you really can't do it alone. Legislation is going to come in the way, the community, blah, blah, blah. You need to get recognition and really transparently communicate to your stakeholders um, because that's the most important part of making sure that you achieve a successful uh, sustainability performance results that you want. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, love it. Orion, uh, I want to ask about you. Uh, you mentioned a lot. You share a lot of valuable bombs. You let me the emergency room. I need to spend time to think how to <laughs> consume all this valuable data. Uh, but I want to ask about uh, you. You mentioned in the beginning of the podcast you are happy in Netherlands. Uh, I know from data that 70% of people hate their jobs. It's a lot. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, that's, um, that's a terrible number. Yeah, terrible number. I agree. Uh, and um, I want to ask uh, your tips. How to become happy in your job? Uh, because uh, I see you are so confident to share these valuable bombs with us. Uh, you know this topic. Uh, and uh, from my experience, you can't be, uh, you can't share such valuable insights without happiness, without loving the process, without uh, living what you preach, um, uh, many different things. And I have students in my network who are looking for ways how to learn from scratch. I have business owners who want to get the basic. I want to ask you if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day in sustainability. What will you do today if you start from scratch? Well, that is a very tough question. <laughs> um, what would I do? And am I a business owner? Um, you're a student, business owner. You want to learn the basic of this topic. I mean, like... Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, get, yeah, it get takes... educated on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, depending, I mean, it would depend on where I live, but I guess let's say I still, I, I live in the Netherlands. Um, I will definitely look into what's happening at the EU level and at the government level because governments right now are driving sustainability uh, topics and, and the emergency call to action for, to act on sustainability for companies. Um, I would read I would read a lot because I did my studies in climate change and in international development. And my actual expertise background is in sustainable water management. So, and I acquired all that knowledge through going to university, but it was mostly through reading because I was very interesting and in interested in the topic. Um, now there is a very good book that I can recommend to people to understand, especially for business owners, but even for students, um, it would be interesting. It's, um, it was written um, very recently by the ex-CEO of Unilever and it's called Net Positivity, uh, how to build a net positive business. I can send you the link after, um, but um, basically this ex-CEO of Unilever describes how you build the culture of net positivity within a company. Um, and you can see that there's a lot that relate to everyday life and it's really has to be driven by 
through passion. Like you were saying, you need to, you, you need to believe in it. Um, and whatever you do, whatever your job is, um, if you're happy and if you, if it's something that you really like, then you will, it will be a hundred times easier. Uh, it's sometimes it's still going to be hard, but it will, it will give you the purpose that you need to feel to keep moving. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I would, I would say read, read, get information, watch podcasts. There's so many good podcasts about sustainability. Um, so yeah, just get educated on the topic and also try to not get too overwhelmed either about, uh, there's a lot of greenwashing out there, obviously. Um, it's, it's a big, big landmark for, um, for companies right now to use sustainability claims. So first get educated. So then you understand what is the, what is the difference? Awesome. Awesome. Valuable, inspirational. I love it. Love it. And I have my final question about the future. <laughs> I want to mm. ask you, <laughs> take your crystal ball and <laughs> let us know what kind of future will be because you mentioned a lot of things that are related to the long process. It takes years, decades to get results. Uh, and But things are changing fast. Technologies are growing fast. We have AI. Apple is going to launch augmented reality. I don't know what kind of future will be. We still have time before Terminators will kill all human beings. But uh, I want to ask you uh, your forecast about the future in sustainability <laughs> well i hope it's going to be a bright one i i'm i'm quite i want to stay positive because that's the field where sometimes when you read the news you're like wow we're never probably never going to make it um and i was at amsterdam international water week uh this weekend and they the last day of the conference they they put this video and the title is uh, sorry to the next generation and it's this poet that is kind of doing a slam on um, on an apology, giving an apology to the future generations. I hope in my crystal ball, at least what I want to see is that we don't have to apologize to the next generations, that we, we actually uh, pulled ourselves together and actually achieved um, the milestones that we had set in terms of sustainability performance. Um, and I, I, I don't only talk on, on on business level, of course, this is for governments as well. Uh, every state needs to help each other. Um, the COP is coming soon uh, and it's hosted in Dubai but um, this year. But it's really important that we stay positive and we just do our part. It's important that everyone kind of um, walk the talk. I think it's not only up to businesses. Of course, businesses drive the industry, and and they they are responsible for a lot of, um, for a lot of um, consumption and so on. But yeah, it's it's up to everyone. It's up to the society. It's up to the governments. Up to everyone. Um, so I do hope that for the future that I envision, we don't have to apologize to next generations, and we have a more circular business. Um, and, uh, we, we kind of slow down in terms of overconsumption and so on. Yeah. Great. Okay. Next generation. Don't blame <laughs> us. <laughs> we are not going to apologize. For well, I, I hope we don't have to is the thing. <laughs> so you don't need to blame us, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Orion, it's a big pleasure. 
to get on my show. I love it. So valuable. I'm going to uh, learn more about uh, sustainability. I, I like it. I need to think how to implement to my strategy. Uh, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Well, um, I mean, I think you put my LinkedIn. Um, so I guess that's a good point where to start. Um, other than that, my my GSES email. Um, I can also put it on the post, but it's uh, it's I'm reachable on there. It's orian at gses-system.com. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, you can reach me on there all the time. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, uh, you can find the link to LinkedIn account in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. Uh, I think next generation can think about <laughs> blaming others, but uh, existing generation can learn a lot and think yeah. how to adapt and implement everything that you preach. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions. You can reach out to Orion. You can reach out to me and ask more questions about this topic. Love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.